Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. Hello, I'm Nancy. And I'm Pete. Often, when we talk about people who are blind, folks think about people who can't see anything at all. The fact is that most people who are considered blind or legally blind have some vision and it just may be hard for them to read or see faces or do some other things. Well, it turns out there are a lot of solutions for dealing with those problems and today's show is all about some of those solutions. We'll talk with Dory Rush, Chief Content Editor of Ophthalmic Edge Patients, about various options for electronic eyewear and features of several models that might help you make a decision about which, if any of these, might be right for you. But first, for our tip of the week, this week's tip comes from Dory Rush. One of our goals is to help people who are new to vision loss and, you know, being diagnosed to understand all that is available and how they can uh, continue to do everything that they want to do, really. People think when they're told that their sight is um, being affected, that, you know, they're going to have to stop doing all these things. And for the most part, we know you can find ways to continue to do almost everything you want to do. And it's so important to know about the resources and technologies and other options that are available to people with vision problems. Often your ophthalmologist won't tell you about these resources, so you just have to know about them or find out about them some other way. But there are lots of resources out there for people who are facing vision issues. Let's start by meeting Dory and learning about her organization, Ophthalmic Edge Patients. My name is Dory Rush. I am the chief content officer for oepatients.org, a website that was launched um, almost two years ago now. It is presented by the Association for Macular Diseases, an organization that I have also been affiliated with for a very long time. Our purpose was to create um, a website that would give encouraging and empowering advice for people living with vision loss because there's so much information available and sometimes it's hard to come by. You know, it's especially important, I think, for people who are new to having vision problems. They're not plugged into the resources as I have been, you know, for my life since I was born essentially blind. Precisely. And that's really important. And we also, we partnered with a physician site. Ophthalmic Edge is originally a physician site for um, courses for ophthalmic professionals. And um, the hope was that we would be able to push more information out to physicians that would be able to share it with their patients. You know, that is actually one of our pet peeves that I think many ophthalmologists and other eye professionals don't often give this type of advice to their patients or point them to these resources. They seem to treat conditions and, you know, if I can get your pressure under control or I can get, you know, some other condition under control, everything's solved. But it's really how do you live your life and what resources are available for making you lead a successful and happy life? 
Totally. And I think that that makes all the difference. And I know from my own experience that, um, you know, when somebody gives you encouragement and lets you know that you can carry on and do the things that you need to do and that you love to do with vision loss, because there are resources and you can make the adjustments. I gather you have a visual impairment yourself. Exactly, I do. So in 1991, I was diagnosed with Stargardt disease. I was um, 33 years old. It's usually known as a pediatric, a juvenile form of macular degeneration. Um, So yes, it's sort of out of nowhere. Um, And I was told I had, you know, a progressive retinal disease uh, that would cause me to most likely become legally blind. And I, I wasn't, I didn't get much else, you know, I didn't really know much else about that um, at the time. So I took the route that most people do. I pretended it wasn't happening. <laughs> right. It's a tough transition. I mean, there's often a little bit of denial, a little bit of wishful thinking that this can't happen to me. Absolutely. You know, yes. And that is really so normal. You know, people don't have to feel bad about that. But getting information that encourages you and lets you know. I mean, if I would have loved for someone to say to me, you, you'll be fine. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. This week's focus topic is a comparison of electronic eyewear, ranging from digital magnifiers with various enhancement capabilities to those with built-in optical character recognition to a service in which a trained human agent assists the low vision or blind user. Part of our mission on Eyes on Success is to make people aware of resources that might be helpful to them if they have some kind of vision issues. And what particularly interested us about your site was a recent review you did of various electronic glasses that can help people with a moderate amount of vision. Can you just give us a quick overview of what electronic glasses are and what they do, how they can help, and then we can talk about some of the specific products that you reviewed? You know, electronic glasses as a category are the wearables that will help you function. They don't all necessarily do the same work, but for the most part, we're thinking about probably glasses that um, will enhance the vision that you have. These are wearable assistive devices for people with low vision, and many of them are dependent on working with the vision that you have. So how you interact with them and what you can get out of them is very dependent on how much usable vision you still have. Actually, over the years, we've done a number of episodes talking about various of these devices but only one at a time. And we've had a spokesperson for that company extol the virtues of that device or service. And so what we're hoping you can do is give mm-hmm. an overview and a comparison of the pros and the cons of each approach because you've looked at them all. Okay, good. I can. So let's start with some of the simpler types of electronic glasses. I suppose these are the ones that give one a video view, which is magnified, of what's around them. Exactly. Let's talk about the visual devices first. Yes. They're basically headsets, right? They all have different kinds of different degrees of how heavy they are 
and how they function, how they operate. And, you know, they all are built quite differently. I'll just begin by saying, in terms of the visual devices, each device can do specific things for you. It's all very much individual. It's all very much dependent on each person's remaining vision or visual acuity even. And also, it really matters what you want it to do for you. Can we get into a comparison of specific devices? The one that really spurred this event is called Iris Vision, and it's one of the less expensive um, devices. It's $2,500, and it looks exactly like um, a virtual reality headset. So kind of like an oversized set of ski goggles. Totally. Exactly right, Nancy. And the way that this operates is it has an actual cell phone, right, dropped into well, just like a virtual reality headset, right? That does the magnification. This one is not meant for mobility. It occludes the peripheral vision if you have peripheral vision, but it's a rather simple device that will give you a magnified view of what's in front of you. And it's a 90 degree view, they say. So then people might use the iris type of headset for things like reading or watching the grandkids play while you're sitting in a chair but not necessarily for navigating. That's right. It's really for reading. I'll tell you one thing that I think a lot of people always want these devices for, and I I happen to think if they work for you, it's fabulous, is watching TV. But yes, reading, maybe if you wanted to play cards, it is for giving you back that ability, I guess, to sit with a newspaper, that kind of thing, if it works for you. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'll say this, and you probably know this, Pete, from experience. We all know this from experience. None of this is instant, you know, even if you do get the benefit of the magnification, it takes time to get yourself acclimated to seeing that way, you know? You need to adjust to any new technology and any new way of doing things. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. And what might be some of the other less obvious uses for such visual devices? Some of the other things were going to sporting events with these going to the movies, using them at the theater, that kind of thing. I mean, people, I suppose, you could read a menu, but I don't see people sitting in a restaurant with this. I I don't see that. I really don't. What limitations does it have? So this device, for example, um, you know, they say it's totally visual. It's not for mobility. This particular device, they'll allow you to lease it. So they have some kind of, um, you know, they'll help you out in terms of the payment. Oh, that's nice. And then all of the devices, I think, had a 30-day return policy, which I say to people all the time is really, really important. You know, because you take these devices home, you spend the money, you must use them every day and make sure that that it's really something that you will get your money's worth out of and that will do for you what you're looking to have it do. Right. It's a big commitment, and you want to make sure that it's going to work for you. That's right. And it could take a month to get used to using a new technology like that. It certainly can because it is a matter of adjusting. And, you know, sometimes what you don't find immediately, like it's not working immediately, if you use it a little bit, it does. The Iris Vision sounds like a very useful device. Can you tell us about another one? So the next level up from that, and again, we're still in the visual devices, is the Geordi. 
The Jordi has been around for a very long time. It's a product by Enhanced Vision. It was around over a decade ago, and it was just reintroduced because of the popularity and the interest level in these wearable devices. The Jordi is $3,695. It's not built the same, and it doesn't look the same. It has much more to me. It has much more of like a Star Trek-y kind of a look. But it has very similar features for the Jordi and the next one that I'll discuss They say it has very fast refresh um, video, so your image doesn't break up. You know, you can move. Everything is battery charged. Also, all of these have simplified tactile um, controls. And this particular one, too, the Geordi, which kind of makes it a greater value is it can sit in a dock and become a CCTV. Oh, how nice. So, right. So the CCTV, right, the video magnifier, I use it. I don't even know how many times, 20, 30 times a day, probably, when I'm sitting at my desk at home. So this one will convert. And that's a nice thing. And it will also will allow you to plug it. This one plugs into the cable box for TV watching. Yeah. So that's the number two. So this next device is the ACE site from Zoomax. And after conducting the interview, Dory contacted us to tell us that that was its new name because Zoomax had changed the name from RevoSite, which is how she referred to it. And then the third one, it's called RevoSite from Zoomax. This was the high end of what we had in person, $49.95. I mean, it's a fairly nice looking device. It's a little bit smaller than the others. It has a simpler control. Um, Again, they say very fast refresh. So the video um, picture never breaks up. 45 degree angle on each. So it's about the same as as the original uh, one that we talked about. And it magnifies. And I think all of these devices magnify up to about 15 times. And remember, that is now called Ace Sight, not Revo Sight. So another device that we've talked about on the show once before is the eSight magnifying digital glasses. Can you talk a little about that? Yes. I had tried eSight about two years ago. A friend of mine who has the same disease that I have, stomach disease, he said to me, let's go and try this eSight thing. So they had just come to New York and we went and tried it. Now, at the time, eSight was $9,995. And, you know, eSight came to market like 10 years ago at $15,000. They put it on me, and I'm a tough customer, I have to be honest with you. They put it on me, and I looked across the room, and I could see one of the reps was sitting way across the room, must have been like 20 feet, 25 feet away, And I could see her face. And I have not seen a face across the room in a long time. I could see her face. I could see her red lipstick. I could see her teeth. She was smiling at me. Like, I couldn't see the color of her eyes, but I could see the color of the scarf she was wearing. And that was a pretty, you know, like, I was very cynical about the whole thing. And then at that moment, I said, all right, like, I get this. I do get this. That was a moment of saying, wow, I could see a face. But then I thought about it again and thought, am I going to go to a restaurant with this? Am I going to walk into a party wearing this? 
You know, eSight's marketing shows people on the subway and in the grocery store and everything, but I, I, w- I would not do that. <laughs> I just, I wouldn't do that. So then I tried to read with it. And I, again, like we said, I mean, I, I suppose if I practiced it, I could get good at it. It could be useful to me. It was a little bit heavy, I thought, and a little bit hot on my face, I thought. But again, you know, it's all about what is the value to you. So this eSight device sounds like it's a bit more sophisticated than some of the others you talked about. It is. has some more capabilities, but there are also some trade-offs, and it really depends on what your specific needs and desires are. There are. And did I mention that they just brought the price from e- to eSight down to $5,950? Yeah, the prices of these technologies yeah. is really dropping year by year. Which is fabulous. And I just want to note that eSight has been a supporter of Eyes on Success, and we thank them for that. I understand that some of these magnifying devices also have all sorts of digital features to them so they can enhance the contrast, maybe change colors. They can do a freeze frame if you need that because otherwise you might be shaking when you're trying to read something. That's right. So they do all the things that the video magnifiers do. And many of us, certainly with central vision loss, are using small and large video magnifiers, right? And now they're in, they're in the iPhone, they're everywhere. And they all do that. You can change the contrast. You can change the colors, especially for reading text. And yes, you can freeze the frame. They all do a varying degree of those things. Do you recommend that people get these devices? I think that all of these are worth it and so beneficial if they help you work, if they help you continue to do the work that you do. And I heard from, for example, at eSight, like one of their customers is a professional musician, right, who was able to continue working as a member of an orchestra because she could read the music with this device. And that's fabulous. That makes all the difference. That's what these things are all about. And I say to everyone, if it pleases you and if it works for you in terms of helping you to watch TV, because people are really always all about the TV. They never stop talking about how do you watch TV. Then fabulous. Then it's worth it. It's worth it. Great. So that's great. So we've been talking about the magnifying type of electronic glasses and eyewear. What would you consider the next category up from that? Okay. So that's right. Those are the magnifiers. Okay. So the next level, the next thing we should talk about is the OrCam. And you probably have heard about the OrCam. We did a show on the OrCam. Oh, you did. Okay. So you know. So the OrCam is a very sort of unobtrusive little camera that clips onto your glasses. This is a device that allows you to read the text that's in front of you, basically. Right. And it now comes in four different versions and it ranges in price, I think, from like twenty five hundred to like forty five hundred. And the more advanced version is also um, now um, uses AI, artificial intelligence to do things like give you the options of having setting facial recognition so it will give you facial recognition. Somebody said that they used it for their grandchildren and and I can understand that's wonderful when your grandchild walks into the room and you can have the OrCam tell you that that's, you know, Susie. That's fabulous, right? Instead of asking. So that, and it does um, barcode reader. Um, it does color ID. It does 
um, currency ID. It does all those kind of things in addition to, you know, just text-to-speech reading. So basically, one thing that's different about the OrCam device is that it's not providing an enlarged or higher contrast visual image of what's around you, but it's recognizing text and objects and barcodes around you to give you an audio feedback as That's to right. what you're seeing. So you can point it at a sign or look at a sign and it'll read the sign for you. Right. So you do have to have vision to use the OrCam though, because you do have to be able to direct it to where you want it to read. Right. So although it doesn't enhance your eyesight, there is some vision is required for that. What other devices are in this type of category that use AI to give you either audio or better visual feedback? The last one that we talked about, um, and there are many more than these, but these are the ones that we talked about, is Ira. Now, Ira is totally different. That doesn't use AI so much. That's a, really a service with human assistance. Well, yes, they say they're using AI. And um, exactly how they're using AI, can I tell you? I'm not so sure I can tell you. I think they're starting to implement some AI features to the extent they can to take the burden off the humans. But I think most of their service is based on humans these days. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. It's nice, I think, in a way to know that it's a person helping a person. We know, I'm sure you've done Be My Eyes too. It's this, that's the same. But in this particular case, I think the selling point in a way is that they're trained to do this. But the beauty of this is that when the service is offered in supermarkets, in drugstores, in, in retailers, um, certainly at airports, you know, getting from the curb <laughs> to the gate in an airport, you know, is tough. Tricky if you can't see. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So I always think to myself when I'm in an airport, now, why can't I have something talking into my ear telling me, you know, turn here? I mean, even when I'm with someone who's sighted, I'm, we're usually lost. <laughs> so I love that. And I really think if they can build on those basically free access locations, and, you know, not that they're free, obviously, it's the business is paying for the service. Yeah, that's the interesting part of the model, I think, that Ira is approaching. Although it is a subscription service, if you're using it in many places that you might go to alone, at many public venues like airports, some supermarkets, the vendor themselves is paying for the service, and you can avail yourself of the service for free. Right. Love that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's where people will really connect to it. So thank you, Dory, for giving us a great overview of many of the available devices. And if you want to learn more about any of them, we have done full half-hour episodes about each of many of those. And all of that information will be in the show notes. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about electronic eyewear devices and how to contact ophthalmic edge patients. So anyway, if people would like to learn more about your organization or some of these other products, where would you send them? The name of our website is oepatients.org. It's capital O, capital E, 
P A T I E N T S dot O R G. We partnered with Ophthalmic Edge, the physician's um, site, and we discovered <laughs> if you're not an, op- an ophthalmologist, you probably don't know how to spell ophthalmic. <laughs> So we shortened it. Wasn't that a good idea? That was so great. So we shortened it, right? And it really has made a big difference because the spelling of it, really, somebody said it to me right up front, but I, I didn't believe them, and it was a problem. So anyway, so OE, right, it, it stands for ophthalmic edge. And and the information we give is basically we're, we're always adding and growing, but we have a section called Making Adjustments, which is just about making the adjustments that you need in your daily life at home, at work, and everything that you do keep you going, to keep you doing, um, accessibility and technology. Um, and we also look at health and well-being, you know, about nutrition and conditions and treatments and um, generally how to take care of yourself. So it sounds like a very useful and broad resource, especially for people who are new to experiencing vision difficulties. Especially, and that's right, Peter, I'm, and that, that is the point. It is presented by and funded by uh, the Association for Macular Diseases, which has been in existence for over 40 years and housed at Manhattan Ioneer, where we do our events in New York. And what is your social media presence? Right. So our social media presence is we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and when you log on to oepatients.org, you do have an opportunity also to sign up for our email updates. And I assume that if anybody is interested in more details about what we've been talking with you about today, that it should be fairly easy to find the report that you guys put out on a comparison of electronic eyewear? That's right. Okay, so this is what you can do. Exactly. If you went to the website, right, right at the upper right-hand corner, it's very simple. You know, the search bar is right there. So you would um, type in um, electronic glasses and or electronic glasses recap. And also, I, I should add, we have accessibility settings and features, and the site is designed in a very simple, clean manner. Lots of comments about that. Very clean and very simple to get around. But we also have uh, a read speaker button, which is right to the left of the search um, at the upper right-hand side of the menu. And I do still use that, even though I have so many ways of reading. Um, I do use that too. So you can just open up a page, for example, if you wanted to go to um, the recap of electronic glasses and click on right to the left of the search is a bar that says, listen, you click on that. It reads the page to you. Great. So a fully accessible website that people ought to take advantage of. Yes. Yes. Great. Thank you so much. As usual, you'll find all that contact information that she talked about in the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net. We'll also have a direct link to the review that they did of all the digital electronic glasses, as well as links to previous episodes in which we talked in more detail about several of the products that we talked about in this episode. That's it for show number 1912. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about the Two Blind Brothers clothing line. 
Two Blind Brothers makes ultra-soft clothing from natural fibers for the sole purpose of funding blindness research and being part of finding a cure. We'll speak with brothers and founders Brian and Bradford Manning, who are both blind, about how their company got started and what is special about their clothing line. If you have any questions regarding something you've heard about on the show or you'd like to share an idea for a future show, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net or call us at 585-210-8094. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. Browse the full archive of programs, find instructions for subscribing to the podcasts, and much more at www.eyesonsuccess.net. You can also find us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at Eyes on Success or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success. We hope you will join us again next week for more information and updates on products for accessible living. Thanks for listening to Eyes on Success and have a nice day.